When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 6.30 Chad. All right, Capitals leading the Flyers 5-0 late in the second period. Getting underway in a few minutes, Maple Leafs and Canucks in an hour. It's the Ducks home to the Blues. And at 8.30, Calgary at Vegas. Oilers will take on Vancouver tomorrow. 5.30 face-off show. Game starts at 7. Jujar Kara might be activated for that game. He practiced today at Rogers Place. Also, uh, in about half an hour from now, well, between 7.30 and 8, and I'm going to tee this up, uh, and, and we taped this interview earlier because of the time difference between Edmonton and Halifax. The U of A Golden Bears basketball team is in Halifax for the final eight. They got in as a wild card team. Brody Clark, the star of the Golden Bears, will join me, and I, I already know the story because I taped it with them this afternoon. The trip they had from Edmonton to Halifax uh, took almost 48 hours. I told that to Morley Scott earlier today, and he said, did they drive? <laughs> they were using airplanes, but it didn't go as planned. It's it's pretty shocking what happened, so Brody will tell that story uh, probably around 7.45 or so tonight. I teed this up with Rob. Christian O'Mell hosts the CGOB Sports Show at our sister station in Winnipeg, and he has done something incredible, skating on every outdoor rink in his city uh, in the last couple of months, and we have Christian on the line to tell his story. Christian, how are you doing? Doing well. Enjoying the Briar. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Well, that's awesome you're covering the Briar because uh, you didn't get enough ice over the last m- few months. Uh, <laughs> you yeah. did something incredible. You, you skated on every outdoor rink in Winnipeg. Before we get into some of the, the things you went through doing this, where did this idea come from? Why did you feel this was a quest you had to set out on? Well, I, I really enjoyed skating outside my first few winters here, but the way Winnipeg is set up is they've got about 8 to 10 kilometers of the river cleared off for you to go skate on during the winter months. And so the first couple of years, I would go down to the forks and skate on the river and have a good time. They've got a couple of rinks there as well that are pretty small just to go mess around on. And for some reason, it never clicked in my head that there's all these really good community center rinks. I always thought, oh, I want to go play outside. I better go to the Forks. And uh, mid-December, I guess it was, I I finally checked out a community center rink. And I felt really stupid for having never done this before. But I was on it. I thought, this license is great. And then I guess one day I just thought, maybe I should make a New Year's resolution to do this. Because I never make New Year's resolutions. They're meaningless to me. But I thought, it'd be kind of cool to go skating on these. And then New Year's rolled around. It was, I think, minus 27 on New Year's Day in Winnipeg. I was very close to not doing it. And then I said, you know what, let's go try. And then the ball got rolling from there. And two months later, 70 rinks later, 
here we are. And I, I did it, and I'm getting I, – I did not expect any publicity on this when I started, but here I am now doing interviews about it. Now it's kind of a big deal, I guess. So did you basically do a rink a day? And it would have been pretty close to that anyway. I guess, yeah, it, was, it turned out to be 70 rinks in 62 days. There were many days I would go out and do two. Um, there were days when I did three. If it was a weekend, I had a lot of time to kill. We had a big snow dump at the end of January. So I had to take a, a bunch of days off just because the rinks were all covered in snow. And so I felt once the snow was gone, I had to get back at it. I needed to, get to play catch-up, so I'd be going at the two or three rinks a day. Now, you're probably going to wonder what what counts, what makes it count that you've been on a rink. So I'll bring hockey puck. Got to have nets on it, generally speaking. Got to have nice boards. And I want to go play hockey, just shooting pucks on the net for, you know, at least 20 minutes to half an hour to, to make it feel like I was there. No, I don't want to just go there for two minutes and then leave. I want to actually be there for enough time that I actually kind of feel cold when I'm done. Okay, so it, there was there was always hockey involved. You never just did laps like for public skating. There was always either you shooting or you got involved. You must have got involved in a few pickup games along the way. Well, amazingly, it was just one in all the rinks. That's not a knock on Winnipeg. Or that's just a function of when I was skating at these rinks. I did a lot of these on weekday mornings before my shift started because I posted sports show at night. So it was mostly empty when I'd go. But that's just because people are working, people are in school. But if you go on the weekends, they're a lot more busy. And one of the days in January uh, at a rink called Lord Roberts here in Winnipeg, I think it was probably close to minus 30 that day, but a bunch of people showed up. A lot of them, Some of them knew each other, some of them didn't. I didn't know any of them. But there were 10 of us, sticks in the middle, played Jimmy for half an hour. It was amazing. It was probably the most, one of the most Canadian things I've ever been a part of. It's super cold. No one cares. You're just out there playing Jenny, and it's it's... It was a wonderful time, even if it was, you know, by the time I was done, my feet were just about frozen. Christian O'Mell joining us on Inside Sports from CJOB in Winnipeg. So he's telling the story of how he skated on every outdoor hockey rink in Winnipeg over the last couple of months. So how did you make sure you hit every rink? Was this word of mouth? Did the city give you a list? Like, how did you make sure you got everywhere? So the city had, past tense I say, had a list on their website of the outdoor hockey rinks that were available at community centers and community clubs managed by the city. Uh, so that's what I was going off of, and I realized as I was going along that this was not 100% accurate. It listed 79 rinks, and as I mentioned, I hit up 70, so there were a number on there that either didn't exist anymore, they weren't doing it this year, or there were a couple that really weren't hockey rinks. There was you know, a small patch of ice the size of a bachelor apartment with no nets. That's not a hockey rink in my opinion, so I didn't count that one. So that, that was what I was going off of, and it was mostly accurate. It steered me into the right direction of where all these ranks were. So the city did a good job in that regard. But once I told them that there were all these mistakes, they took it down, and uh, you can no longer access that list on their website. So you've truly changed the city of Winnipeg. Yes. Firing <laughs> change read with my outdoor rink journey, yes. Now, th- that's a lot of skating. I, I don't know how... Um, you know, active or a- athletic you are. We've never met in person, but I, I mean, as Canadians, we all know, even if you're a regular hockey player, you get out there in the fall after not skating for a few months and you're going to have a sore groin and maybe sore feet and sore legs or whatever. For, for like, Was there a physical toll on you because of this? 
No, I don't think so. I think I just had dry skin on my hands. That's probably be the most physical tool I had. I do play hockey. Uh, I play in a rec league here in Winnipeg. But the, the dirty little secret is I really wasn't skating very hard on these rinks. I was just kind of messing around, shooting the puck on the net. I barely ever skated fast on any of these 70 rinks. I was just kind of dinking around. So I didn't break a sweat. That's, I guess, the, the way I survived it, by not exerting myself too hard. I was just going out there to mess around. And, again, that's a function of not really playing it no shinny right so the one game that we did play shinny that was exhausting but yeah i guess i kind of lollygag through the 70 rank all right you got a story here on the cgob website is this is this your leg with a huge bruise what's the story here (laughs) so it was uh we real day the holiday monday in february and someone recommended i go to their little community rink that's actually not on the city's list because it's completely maintained by uh, a community they pay for it themselves so they said, hey, come out to this event we're having for fundraising. I said, okay. So I come out. The rink's full of kids. Uh, I just, I'm on there for not that long when one of the kids hits me in the thigh with a slap shot. And this is a really full rink. And I just had an opening to take a pretty hard shot at the net because all the kids were at the other end. So as I'm skating to get my puck out of the net, like, I'm pretty sure I double-checked that there was no one coming. All of a sudden, I just hear the slap of the wood on the ice and someone took a slap shot and I didn't think anything of it until pain pain in my thigh and I turned around to the kid and I think the kid must have been 12 years old and I said what are you thinking dude that's a direct quote I said dude to the 12 year old and he says sorry man you weren't there when I shot it and I just you know I wanted to shoot the fuck at him but I I just skated away I'm an adult now I can't get, let this kid get the better of me and then the picture a day later was certainly a sight to behold. There was a lot of purple on my thigh for sure. Well, this is incredible. So, how would what would you say to people? Because look, you're talking to people in Edmonton and northern Alberta. Probably even the smallest towns have an outdoor rink. In, in Edmonton, we're going to have dozens, and there's probably people listening who are thinking like you. It's been years since I've done this, or why don't I go the few blocks or check out a new rink? Like, what was the most rewarding thing for you about this? What would you encourage? What would you say to people to encourage them to get out and experience their community outdoor rink? There are few things as satisfying as the sound of skate blades on a fresh sheet of ice. And what blew me away was how well maintained so many of the rinks in Winnipeg are. It is time and time again, people out there on their tractors or Zambonis at you know 11 in the morning on a Thursday, and they're flooding the ice. No one's been there yet to play, but they're out there taking care of it. And there have been so many times on this journey, I guess we'll call it, that I would show up right as they got off the ice. And it's such, again, an amazing feeling to get on that ice, break it in. It's like the top spoonful of peanut butter out of the jar. It's it's amazing. And, again, just the kind of the love and admiration I had, just not for just for the city, but for the people that maintain these drinks, certainly grew a lot. They are the unsung heroes, and I'm sure it's in, in any small town in cities like Edmonton where these people maybe don't get a lot of credit for what they do, but the ice makers, the people that maintain them, do such a great job that they, they deserve a big stick count for sure. Well, Christian, this is incredible you did this. Good for you for seeing it through, and thanks for sharing your story. And enjoy the rest of the Briar, man. It's going to be a fun weekend there. Absolutely. My pleasure, Reed. That is Christian O'Mell from CGOB in Winnipeg.
covering the briar and recently finished skating on every outdoor rink in Winnipeg. As he discovered, there are 70 of them, not as quite as many as the city had listed on its website. Uh, good for him. Got a little cold, got a bruise from a slap shot from a kid, but, but he got it done. And what a way to experience your city. Good for him for doing that. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You can text 63630, our phone number is 780-496-0063. You'll hear from Kyle Brodziak when we get back. Your home for breaking news and expert opinion. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. Good to have you tuning in tonight. We get some rules to follow. Oilers and Canucks tomorrow. Dry sidle on a hot streak. Kyle Brodziak has noticed. Um, you know, everything he's doing right now is has uh, has got a purpose, and he's um, you know he's really controlling the game every time he's on the ice, which is uh, uh, it's a really good thing for us. With younger players, I mean, he's still pretty young. Do you almost feel they? they got to have that realization of how good they can be night after night, and then that sort of becomes a new standard as they move forward in their career. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know. That's that's every you know every individual is different, so uh, it's tough to answer that question. But he's, um, you know, he's really uh, taken it to to a, a whole new level the last uh, the last little while, and um, you know, like I said, just controlling the play every time. Uh, he's on the ice. The the play seems to be going through him, and and when he gets the puck on you know on his stick, it, it, it's uh, it's pretty tough to get it get it off him. So, uh, and his passing ability is obviously second to none. Also, so uh, it's a pretty a pretty good combination. On uh, nights off, are you a scoreboard watcher? Watch other games? Look at the standings the next morning, uh, uh, or, or are you just thinking can't worry too much about it? No, it's uh, this time of year. During you know the first couple months of the year, for sure not. Um, I, I'd say now that uh, it's getting closer to that time. Definitely, I'd say in the morning. Uh, in the morning before you get to the rink, definitely have a peek. Uh, what happened last night and uh, the teams that were we're trying to catch and seeing what uh, what they did the night before so uh, yeah now I think I think everybody uh, almost everybody is is into that now all right and I've asked you this before this season probably more than once taking advantage of home ice uh, it has to happen now uh, yeah right now for sure um, you know you look at the, the the schedule that we have the rest of the year it's uh, we got you know a majority of home games and um, you know it's a good thing we haven't we haven't played as well uh, for the past while at home as, as we would have liked but uh, we got a real good chance to uh, you know get some redemption on that. That is Kyle Brodziak. The Oilers have 16 games left. 10 will be at Rogers Place. Nine of their next 12 will be on home ice. Hey, this is the time the WHL season. The league pauses to thank billet mums across Western Canada. In part two of our Leaders Off the Ice series, a veteran who embodies the driving force behind the program. Here's Global's community reporter, Deb Medichka. Val Weisner is a bundle of nerves. Billet mom to Red Deer Rebels forward Brandon Hagel, Weisner cares as much as if he were her own son. You're pretty emotional. The 
the hits you take them all I'm sure for the boys and and when they excel you you just glow to have someone that can support you and love you just like your mom can then it means the world to me WHL Commissioner Ron Robison says that is exactly what the billet program is about. It provides a, a home away from home for our players and it gives the assurances to the families, uh, the comfort that uh, they're going to be taken care of very well. Billet families provide room and board, but it's the intangibles that mean the most. A shorthanded goal. For the Calgary Flames' Travis Hamanick played in the WHL for both Moose and Brandon. When you're 16, you're still a kid, you know. You need people looking out for you. You need people that... Uh, are, are sitting there, uh, you know, with your best interests at heart and, and uh, trying to help you along the way, right? I walk through the door every day like I'm walking into my parents' house and and that's something I cherish so much and I will for the rest of my life. Wisner was inspired to join the league's billet program after a WHL player visited her daughter on her 12th birthday, just days after her husband had died. That was nearly 16 years and close to 20 billet sons ago. You get really attached to these kids. They're, they're like family and I'm proud of them all. Congratulations, Val. Which is why Wisner was one of four billet moms to be formally recognized by the league this season. In partnership with the Chatter's Beautiful Woman program, players submitted written nominations. I can't say enough about Val. She has been a billet for 15 years. Since I've been in Red Deer, she has been a second mother to me. She does nothing but spoil me and my teammates. When I say spoil them, I'm waking up to a smoothie by my shoes every morning. It's something special. Thanks for everything, Val. Is she the coolest billet mom ever? <laughs> uh, well, I think there's a reason she got the award. <laughs> Deb Matijka, Global News. Leaders Off the Ice is brought to you by the Western Hockey League. World-class hockey and guaranteed scholarships. And your city's Western Hockey League team, the Edmonton Oil Kings, have clinched a playoff spot. They have five games left in the regular season. They will now try to nail down the uh, the top seed coming out of their division. It would be the second seed in the conference. They play the Calgary Hitmen on the road on Friday. Sunday, the Oil Kings home to Kootenai. That'll be a 4 o'clock start at Rogers Place to get the full schedule and ticket info. Go to oilkings.ca. Hey, and don't forget about Northern Chicken and their brunch. Northern Chicken style buttermilk biscuits, sausage gravy, and smashed potatoes. Sundays, 11 a.m. until 2 p.m. Visit northchickenyeg.com. They're 124th Street, 107th Ave. And some guests on the show get gift certificates to Northern Chicken. We will update the scoreboard when we get back. We will check in with an Edmontonian who recently played his 700th pro game. We're going to go to Evansville, Indiana for Living the Dream with Roy Rollick. And Brody Clark from the U of A basketball team will have that incredible travel tale of how they got from Edmonton to Halifax. Hi, this is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, the Nuge and the Oilers ready to go against Vancouver tomorrow. The Canucks underway against the Leafs. No score 12 minutes into the first period. Capitals lead the Flyers 5-2 with 15 minutes left. Ovechkin has his 46th. Coming up later, Anaheim home to St. Louis. And in about an hour, it'll be Calgary taking on Vegas. You can text 630-630. Yakishev says, why do people call out George Peros and say because he was a goon in the NHL, he's not capable of doing his job? Yes, there are inconsistencies in dealing with suspensions, but when has that been any different? And Trucker Dave says, 
Hey, Reed, great Canadian story out of Winnipeg. I've skated on quite a few out- outdoor rinks, not 70, though. Good job, Christian. Talking about Christian O'Mel from CGOB in Winnipeg, has, uh, well, he did it in about two and a half months, skated on all 70 outdoor rinks in Winnipeg. We had him on the show in the last half hour. Hey, speaking of great Canadian stories... It's a luxury and it's definitely a blessing to be able to play hockey and get paid to do that. So not many people get that opportunity. Inside Sports presents Living the Dream. Well, I'm pleased to welcome back to Inside Sports in his second appearance on our Living the Dream segment. I believe he's the first person to fall into that category. It is the one and only Rory Rollick. Rory, thanks for making time for us, man. How's life? Good. Thanks for having me. Can't complain. It's great. It's great to catch up with you. We talked, uh, I want to say, about two years ago, and uh, you've had some career developments since then. And I got to say, congratulations because you have hit. Uh, recently, you played your 700th professional hockey game uh what, what was that night like take me through the experience that's pretty cool yeah it was, uh it was fun uh obviously uh you know i didn't check too much up on it and uh our radio guy he actually he actually mentioned it and brought it up to me and uh you know it was, it was pretty cool uh you know time flies for sure uh, but uh it was definitely uh, cool to hit that milestone, and uh, it was uh, it was a fun night. Uh, you know, we got to win that night too, so uh, made it made it a little better. Well, tell us about the latest landing spot. You're with the Evansville Thunderbolts in the SPHL. Uh, how did this opportunity come about for you? Um, I was I was actually supposed to go uh, back to Europe. I, I was in Germany. Um, my mom, she uh, she was battling MS for for, for many many years, and uh, uh, she was she was sick in the hospital. So uh, my season was actually cut short. I cut it short. I, I came back home and uh, was with her, and then uh, so I, I took that last chunk of the season off. Um, I was supposed to go back over overseas to the UK. Um, had some some visa issues. Uh, so this year, I actually I went over to Poland um, at the beginning of the season. I flew out there. I was there for only ten days. Uh, uh, the team, uh, to say the least, uh, said a few things that that didn't work out in my favor. So uh, they couldn't pay me. So I landed up flying all the way back home. And uh, a couple weeks later, um, the coach here, uh, Ian Moran, he. Uh, was about 15 year uh, veteran in the NHL, so he he was the coach here. Um, it's a super young team, uh, you know. He reached out to me to, to possibly come here and uh, you know help out, being the leader, uh, being the captain, and and also uh, maybe you know work alongside him for for some coaching stuff uh, for after I'm done, maybe trying to make that transition. So um, you know things worked out and. Uh, I came down to, to Evansville here uh, in about October. Tell me a little bit about Evansville. Uh, I think relatively small city, uh, if, if the population I've looked up can be uh, can be believed. What's it like living there, and how's the uh, hockey culture there? It's not bad. Um, you know, they had, uh, you know, the, the town's decent. You know, it, it has what you need. Um, 
the ring's beautiful. It's, it's pretty new. Um, you know, our setup, our locker room, all that kind of stuff. And, uh, um, the owner, everyone's been uh, been great. Um, they had a ECHL team a couple years back, the Icemen. I think they're in Jacksonville now. So, um, you know, the, I think the, the fans were, were kind of more on board when that was going on. Uh, you know, things, things fell off a little bit. Uh, I think they were a little slow getting things going marketing-wise um, at the beginning of the year. But, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely picked up. And um, when, you're, when you're winning... Uh, like anywhere, I guess, but uh, you know, the, the season's been a little bit of a struggle. Uh, you know, there's about 12 rookies on our team, and uh, a lot of guys uh, first year playing pro hockey at all. And you know, obviously, when you get to the lower leagues and the hockey sense and things like that, it takes takes a little longer and more work. So it's been a work in progress. But uh, you know, the guys have been great. It's a it's a great group of guys, and you know, they're they're wanting to learn and wanting to be better and uh, uh, everyone's been great in the organization. So, uh, you know, aside from, from the record, it's, uh, it's been a good experience. Rory Rollick joining us on Inside Sports, uh, native of Edmonton, now playing with the Evansville Thunderbolts in the SPHL as we feature Rory on our Live in the Dream segment here on Inside Sports. So you've, you, I mean, you, you referenced you've got to play in a variety of cities, certainly some non-traditional hockey markets on both sides of the pond. What and I, I'm using this as a jumping-off point too, because the Bakersfield Condors, before they were the Oilers' farm team, they had that condor go a little crazy and knock some people over and go onto the bench. Is there a a, a crazy or over-the-top promotion that you can remember from uh, from your days with with one of your teams or some of the leagues you've been in? Uh, not not overly. I mean. There's, there's too many of them to, to even think back. But, yeah, you know, you always have those fun, you know, jersey nights and uh, special things that they try and do to, to bring fans in and, and things like that. But, uh, you know, definitely nothing uh, nothing like the Condor uh, getting released in the rink. But, uh, you know, there's always been a few little things here and there. Uh, I remember one night, uh, the mil- a military night, one of the – uh, guys, they they come down from the zip line from the ceiling, and he got stuck there for about 20 minutes. So there was a guy hanging in the roof, but uh, nothing like a bird uh, flying around the bench. Well, still, that's an interesting reason for a game to be delayed. Ah, oh, yeah, there was a guy hanging above the ice, so <laughs> we, we we had to wait. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Rory, uh, I, I got to ask you this. Uh, I mean, you're uh, getting into your mid 30s now. What's what's kept you going? Uh, you know what's kept you. I mean, you're not you're you're enjoying what you do, but you're also not living a you know a glamorous life. What's yeah. kept What's kept you going? What's kept you going? And kind of you, you know you reference sometimes you have some uncertainty going into each season. What's kept you wanting to go to a rink every fall? Well, um, you know it's you've done it for so long. You've done it your whole life. It's it's one of those things where. Uh, you know, it's, it's what you know. It's what you do. Um, you kind of been on the same schedule pretty much your entire life. Uh, go play hockey, come home. Go play hockey, come home. So, you know, it's just kind of used to it. And uh, I, I love the game. It's 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 fun to play. Uh, like you said, getting getting older, the the body's definitely sore. Uh, the recovery time's uh, a little harder than it than it used to be. You know, we're not living the fancy millionaire lifestyle. So. Uh, you know everything's everything's a little tougher, um, but 
but you know definitely uh my family's been a been a huge part of it um my mom actually uh she passed away um in uh december so a couple months back um so for for me you know she had ms she was uh she was bedridden her last couple years and uh for me it was always important it was something i could always do that you know brought brought joy to her and uh, you know, my dad, he wasn't able to come see me. And, you know, obviously he's been my number one fan my whole career. And uh, uh, he was actually able to come down here this year. It was the first time in 14 years that he was able to come and see me play live. So, um, you know, that was a special moment. And, uh, but yeah, just for her being able to hear my name on the on the Internet and on the TV, they'd hook the games up. And uh, so that was, that was really important for me. Uh, throughout my career just uh you know they always supported me and did so much for me uh you know i i I knew maybe her time was running out and uh you know just even being able to come over here this year that was huge for me uh you know europe it's it's tough for them to see games and and things like that so uh for me to be in the u.s this year they got to watch all my games on on tv and uh that was that was really important for me and uh you know i was blessed to be able to you know finish uh playing in this being the captain of the team and uh you know that's uh, the last memory i guess she got to see me uh see me do before she passed so uh that was uh definitely a huge reason for me well that's the best reason of them all rory thanks for sharing that Hey, man, congratulations on reaching 700 games, and uh, it's just great to hear that you have such a strong passion for the game and, and that you're loving what you do no matter where you're doing it. Thanks for joining us tonight on Inside Sports. Thanks for having me, buddy. Always a pleasure. Awesome to catch up with Rory Rollick, our Living the Dream segment on Inside Sports where we introduce you to Edmonton hockey players, Northern Alberta hockey players who have been playing in leagues other than the NHL. Some great stories there. Speaking of stories, I don't know if this is a great one, but it it's a, a bit of a weird one. What an odyssey for the U of A Golden Bears basketball team to get to nationals. And I'm not talking about qualifying for the tournament. I'm talking about physically getting to... With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Halifax, so they can start playing on the weekend. Brody Clark from the Bears will fill you in. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chen. We had Zach Sachenko on the show last night. Golden Bears for the U of uh, uh, goaltender for the Golden Bears hockey team. They will be at Nationals next weekend in Lethbridge. The Golden Bears basketball team getting ready to go at Nationals in Halifax. They are the number eight seed. They will play number one Carleton on Friday afternoon in a quarterfinal, and it was a crazy journey for the Bears to get there. Brody Clark is their star player. Brody, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? I'm good, Reed. Thanks for having me on. It is great to talk to you again. Congratulations on the Golden Bears getting into Nationals. I know that was a bit of a tense wait for you guys, so I want to ask about that, but 
You have arrived in Halifax, and I understand it turned out to be a little bit more of an adventure getting there than you might have thought. Can you take us through what's uh, happened here over the last couple of days, Brody? Oh, total, total gong show. So uh, we we caught our flight out of Edmonton at uh, you know 7 a.m. ish on Monday morning, and we got to Toronto okay, no issues. Waited for our connector, caught that to go to Calgary, no issue. Or to, sorry. Jeez, to Halifax, no issues. And uh, we got about 30 minutes out, and they turned the plane around because the conditions were not fit for landing, and they landed us in Quebec City. Um, so once we had touched down in Quebec City, they didn't have a clue what the next plan was going to be. So we stayed on the tarmac for about two and a half hours uh, with no word. Uh, so eventually they decided to fly back to Toronto. So we took off from Quebec City, flew back to Toronto, and then, um, for lack of better terminology, we basically got kicked to the curb. <laughs> uh, we had to find a hotel in Toronto, stay the night. Uh, luckily, we got hooked up uh, by uh, James DePoe at Humber College, gave us uh, some time at Humber College the following day because WestJet didn't get us on another flight until... Um, I think our flight out ended up being the 9.50 p.m. flight on Tuesday. So we spent all of Tuesday in Toronto. We got a practice in. We uh, tried to get as much rest as possible and hydration, all that stuff. And then, um, of course, that flight out was delayed an hour. So, you know, arrived in Halifax at 3 a.m. yesterday, I guess this morning. Uh, got some sleep, and now we're finally here and settled in, and everything is... Everything is sunshine and roses now, but it's been a hell of a trip to get here, so. All right, well, I got exhausted listening to that, so I can't imagine how you <laughs> felt going through it, but I'm glad you're there. Yeah, so no. basically you got there well over 24 hours after when you were supposed to be there. More like probably Absolutely, 36. Yeah. yeah. Yep, yeah, it was it was a bit of a ride, but, you know, it's good to be here. It's an uh, awesome venue, and, again, the city of Halifax is fantastic basketball town so I'm, we're all just pretty excited to be here now so well good stuff and you know you know you and I talked going into the Canada West playoffs and those didn't quite go the way the Golden Bears wanted you wound up uh, getting bounced around earlier than you were hoping to get to so you had to wait yep. and you had to get into nationals as the uh, as the wild card team the at large berth as they call it in U sports what was it like right. waiting through this this last weekend to to see the results and see whether or not you were going to get that invite uh, it's it was a little bit it was pretty stressful actually i mean we had a pretty good idea of what events had to play out for us to be more or less locked into that wild card um but you know just watching and wa- uh, waiting for them to actually play out in that way was a little bit more uh stressful than uh many things that i've gone through in basketball in terms of stuff like that so uh you know we once carlton and carlton and ryerson won out in the oua on the wednesday night we were like okay now we just need hopefully st mary's to win out in the aus and st mary's won their game and then with dalhousie winning their their semifinal, uh we basically based on them being the host felt like we had the best chance from that point at being the wild the at-large berth considering that st mary's would have uh, therefore clinched the AUS berth. So watching those games on Saturday in the AUS was super stressful. A bunch of guys came over to my house and we were on the edge of our seats for a, a lot of it. But, 
I mean, it's, it's great. It's great to be here. I think it's going to be an awesome experience for some of these young guys to understand sort of the level of play that's required to, you know, be a national championship caliber basketball team and um, compete at these these things every year. So it's going to be an awesome experience. Brody Clark from the U of A basketball team joining us on Inside Sports tonight. You mentioned the young players on your team, and there was a lot of roster turnover for the Golden Bears this season. I think about half your mm-hmm. roster, and in youth yep. sports, you know, in post secondary sports, that often translates to maybe a bit more of a rebuilding year as opposed to one where you go 15 and 5 and and make nationals how were you able to have such a good year despite all those roster changes Uh, a lot of it was just you know from early stages setting the tone in terms of what we expect the culture to be and what we expect um in terms of uh work ethic and buy-in in a program like ours i mean where we want to be one of the powerhouse programs in the country, we want to be a program that does come back to nationals year in, year out, regardless of roster turnover. And so this is a year where we proved that that's possible based on the fact that, you know, guys bought into the system and guys trusted in our coaching staff, trusted in each other as teammates, believed um, in, you know, each other stepping into new roles and uh, relished in those new roles. And it was, it, it all worked out for the better. We really stuck to the culture of the program and it definitely worked out for the better there we got really really good um talent that came in in the young guys but also just um good guys you know like they work hard every day and understand systems and they're not uh no no attitudes at all on the team and it, it worked out really good this year Brody, you have to take on Carlton. They're seated number one. They have been the uh, dominant men's basketball program in U Sports for, well, pretty much a couple of decades now. Give me a little bit about what you expect in the quarterfinal on uh, Friday. How do you knock off these guys? Um, I think that we're going to expect, obviously, a really, really good basketball team. Um, and one of the things for us is we can't think that we're going to be able to pitch a shutout. You know, like they're they're going to score on us and they're going to get defensive stops and they're going to do things that we haven't seen all year. And it's going to be a, 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 an opportunity for us to show how we can respond to that kind of adversity on a level that we haven't seen yet this year. So, um, yeah, it's just going to be a matter of, you know, sticking together and um, maintaining composure under stressful situations and, uh, you know, trying to execute as best we can offensively, defensively. They're going to force us to do things out of our comfort zone and uh, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a, it's going to be a challenge for sure, but I think that we we're up for the task for sure. I mean, we're we've been waiting for this tournament all year, and the fact that we're here now and we get our we get our shot at the big dogs, um, we're definitely not going to back down from it. Well said. Well, and after that travel schedule, I'm sure nothing's going to seem like as challenging as that. So, <laughs> Brody, it's always great. <laughs> yeah, to, no kidding. It's always great to have you on the show. You had a great individual season, and uh, I know you want the team success for the Golden Bears to continue through this weekend at Nationals. Thank you so Absolutely. much for your time. Go get them. Thanks for having me, Reed. Really appreciate it. Have a good one. Brody Clark from the Bears basketball team. So they go Edmonton, Toronto, almost Halifax, Quebec City, Toronto, and then they get to Halifax for the tournament. They'll play Friday. We'll let you know how they did on the show on Friday. They play in the afternoon against Carlton. Late in the third, Capitals up 5-3 on the Flyers. They once led 5-0 after the first no-score Leafs and Canucks. Canucks in Edmonton tomorrow to play the Oilers. It's on Chet, 5.30 face-off show. The game will start at 7. Dave Campbell is the producer of Inside Sports. Kellen Kennedy is the studio producer. My name is Reed Wilkins. Thank you so much for listening. I'll talk to you from Rogers Place tomorrow. 
630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.